Hello, this is Mythology and Folklore with Luke and Sasha. I'm Luke. And I'm Sasha. <laughs> Today we'll be th- talking about Norse folklore. and Norse, Norse mythology. Mythology and folklore. Yes. This is, this is very interesting, especially when you look at the creation story. So before, before there was really anything in North mythology, you have what's called, uh, a, well, the Gunyaga. Uh, no one can really pronounce it properly, but someone who lives in Finland, Norway, Sweden, or maybe Iceland and Wales, because Denmark. Denmark, it's difficult to pronounce. If, if you see the word, you'd understand. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to call it the gap from now on. Mind the gap. I'm going to punch this guy right beside me. No. <laughs> and so, so you have this gap, and then you, around, and then on either side of the gap, you have what's called Musfelheim and Niflheim. Musfelheim being the land of fire, and well, elemental fire, and then Niflheim being the land of elemental ice. Basically, you have fire and ice yeah. on either side with gap in the middle. Yeah. Which is why it's called Gap. Because it's a Gwinnum Gap. gap. <laughs> um, and then, so what you all... And then, so from... So Frost from Niflheim and Flames from Mosfelheim kind of came together and created... Um, so the fire melted the ice, drops formed themselves into Ymir, which means a screamer. Um, and it's the first... And he became the first of the giants and he here's a little disgusting fact about him he was he's a he can repro- he can reproduce, reproduce asexually asexually so he didn't need anybody else to reproduce which allowed for more giants to be created Here, here's a quote here's a quote from our source ymir was a hermaphrodite and could reproduce asexually when he slept more giants slept forth from his legs and from the sweat of his armpits mm. Quite, quite the interesting source material. Yep. And so, more frost melted, creating uh, Aduhumla, who is a cow, who provided uh, food, milk, nourishment. Um, she was basically just a cow for uh, Ymir. Yeah. And so, then you have the first of the Asir gods. Uh, Little little bit of history of marrying, probably family. Let's be honest, when you have that much time, yep. who else are you gonna marry? When there's that few people to choose from. And then so eventually you get to the point where the half god, half giant children of really the first Asir um are born. We have Odin, who's the chief of the Asir gods, basically considered by most to be the uh, king of all the Norse gods, and then he has two brothers. Um, so they slew Ymir, uh, they constructed the world from his corpse. Um, another quote, they fashioned the oceans from his blood, the soil from his skin and muscles, vegetation from his hair, clouds from his brains, and the sky from his skull. His blood was blue. He's a giant. Oh yeah, that's right. Your blood are blue. Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, so the main world that they form which is where they create us humans is Midgard 
in other words, called the earthly plane. And then the first two humans that are created are Ask and Embla, who are created from the first two trees that grow on Midgard. And so that is the basics of the creation story. It's, it's, it's a little weird, let's be honest. But then again, aren't all, all creation mm. stories a little weird? Aren't all mythologies I mean... Onward. Onward. So, you have the nine realms at this point, which, well, you you have Midgard. Well, this is all on... This is... I can't even pronounce the name of the tree. Yggdrasil? Yeah, that... um, (laughs) So, basically, you have this tree called the World Tree, and... You you can call it that. um, So, you start with Midgard in the middle, um which is where humans are, and then you have Asgard, which is the world of the gods, which sits above well, that. the Asir gods. Yes. And so, the reason why we keep mentioning the word Asir is because there's actually two types of gods when it comes to North mythology. There's the Asir, who are more warlike gods, uh, more lords of the people, and then you also have Vanaheim, which is home to the Vanir gods. Vanir. Vanir. Vanir? Yeah. Vanir. Vanir spelled with an E. Vanir spelled with an A. I thought it was an E. Is it an A? Vanir. Oh. It is an A. Okay. Wake up. <laughs> I'm awake. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, and so those gods were a lot more of the uh, nature type gods. So you have like Frey who is the god of uh, spring and summer and life. And then you also kind of have a sister Freya, who is like the god of love. and She's an interesting being, let's be honest. <laughs> her, her stories among, with the, among the dwarves are, are a bit interesting. Yep. <laughs> um, continuing around, so... There's a few different levels to the world. So you have the two worlds of the gods, Asgard and Vanaheim. Then you have the three worlds, which is where there's actual beings. There's three main types of beings. There's humans, uh, who are the people who came up with these stories. You have the elves, or elves, sometimes called... Well, sometimes called elf, just because that's, that's the way they spell things, with an A, not an E. And then you have the dwarves. And so the Earth, like previously mentioned, they lived on Midgard, which is really the center point of Yggdrasil. The um, elves lived in Alfheim, and then the dwarves lived in Nidavellir. Yeah. And then, kind of below that, you could imagine, you have Jontunheim, which is where the giants lived. They were also called Jontuns. Uh, you have Niflheim, Muspelheim, and... Helheim. Helheim being basically hell where the dead lived. Yep. So, what do you remember about the Aesir? They're basically like the warlike gods and they No, no, who? Who? Thor. I'm slightly disappointed in you. What? I'm confused now. Who who of the Aesir do you remember? Oh. Odin, Thor, um, Why the long face? 
Um, this, this hurts my heart a little bit. What was the guy that could, I can't remember his name. The one with the sword, that could, the all-seeing one. The sword? He doesn't. He doesn't really have a sword. No. You're thinking about Marvel. No, that's not. Well. That is a Marvel thing. Heimdall. Heimdall. Yeah. yeah. Basically, you know, like the corner. No, but he actually. No, he actually has a sword. He has though. a sword. Yeah. Does he? Oh, he does. I wasn't I was just, just. I wasn't just thinking of Marvel. Excuse me. I'm sorry, I was thinking of the other thing that he has, which is basically like a giant cornucopia. Yeah, the horn. But, yeah, the horn. Yeah, he has a horn. He has the horn, horn on his belt, and he has the sword. On his back. Yes. Magnus Chase, selfie stick. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was talking I just, about. I just remembered, okay? Don't be too hard on me. This is the one that was judging me earlier. <laughs> I'm so innocent. That's what they all say. Um, so, Odin, Thor, Heimdall. You remember anybody else? Yeah, but I couldn't tell you the names. I'm disappointed in you. Yep, I understand that. So, Heimdall guards the gates to Asgard, basically. So there's this basically magical rainbow that connects Asgard to Midgard. The only thing is that it's not your casual, nice, friendly rainbow. It's basically made out of fire. Not your average rainbow. No, no, not your your average rainbow is made out of light, not fire. Yeah, not your average rainbow. <laughs> um, and so Heimdall guards the entrance, which is to Asgard, which is where the bi- which is where the Bifrost touches Asgard, and he has. Basically, he's basically all seeing, all hearing, so he can see everything that's happening in all the nine worlds, and he can hear everything that's happening in all the nine worlds. So that's interesting. Odin, like we mentioned, leader of the gods, he has two ravens. I don't remember the Norwegian names, but they basically are called thought, thought and, and memory. memory. Yes, I drilled this into your head, didn't I? No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. You, you forgot said that, what they were. You said that once. And I have a very memorable voice. Isn't... And then his wolves are fear? Is it Odin who has the wolves or yeah, someone else? Yeah, Odin has the wolves. Odin has the wolves and the ravens. Alright. I can't remember what his wolves One are. One of them is fear. Can't remember what the wolves are. Um, then you have Thor, who's one of his sons. Uh, I'm sure this name is very familiar to all Marvel fans. But to all Marvel fans, I say, sorry to break your hearts, but he's very inaccurate. They got the thunder and lightning part, right? Beyond that, nothing. Well, I mean, I guess he kind of has long hair. It's just like curly and bright red, and he's not kind or polite in any way. He's very coarse. What else? Oh yeah, he farts a lot. And he has like no manners whatsoever. And he has two goats. Yeah, you can kill them when they come back alive. Yeah, As, just don't break any bones because those bones will stay broken. I I How knew the names. Uh, slit their throats, skinned them, yeah, gutted them, ate the meat, cooked it, cooked it, then ate it. No, you ate it, then you cooked it. 
Yeah, 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 it makes perfect sense. You, you stick a little fire in your stomach and cook it in there. And the fire's already in your stomach. No, he doesn't have fire in his stomach. He's a god of thunder and lightning. Not a fire. Wrong god. Just saying. Um, so we did Thor, Heimdall, Odin. Do you remember any other of the Asir? There was a really likable one. Balder? Yes, him. There's yeah. another one that started with a T. Tyr? That's the old guy, right? The old guy? No, he's young. He lost his hand to Fenrir. Who's the blind one? Can't remember. Because huh. it was the one, because the blind guy gave, Loki gave the blind guy the dart and told him to throw at him. Oh, the blind guy wasn't old. The blind guy was Baldur's brother. Uh, and it didn't start with a T, it started with an A. Yeah, no, still. Was it... <laughs> I can't remember his name. Yeah. But I do know what you're talking about. So the story of Baldur, he was basically the most likable of the gods. He was a god of light and happiness. And the basis behind his story, why we're kind of talking about him. So... His mother, um, mother wasn't Freya, uh, not Freya, it started with an F. It was Freya. No. Freya is Thor's wife. Yeah. Frigg. Frigg. Frigg is Odin's wife. And so, what Frigg did is because she really loved her son and she had dreams, well, really nightmares about Baldur dying, is that she went around to every creature plant an inanimate object objects and every object and animal yeah and plant and procured a promise from them saying that they would not hurt Baldur meaning that you could throw anything at Baldur and it wouldn't hurt him the only thing is that Frigg forgot to tell Mistletoe or forgot to get a promise from Mistletoe so Mistletoe can touch Baldur and Loki, you might recognize the name, I'll get to him next, Loki took this as an opportunity to kind of um, get rid of his least favorite god. Mischief. And so Loki got got Baldur's blind brother who wanted to actually participate in this whole thing because everyone was chucking stuff at Baldur and then Baldur was just like not being touched by any of it because he basically had a magical force field around him because nothing touched him because nothing wanted to hurt him. Um... And then Loki created a arrow out of mistletoe, and then had dart arrow out of mistletoe, and then had Baldur's blind brother shoot it at Baldur, and then that killed Baldur. And boy, that kid could bleed to death. <laughs> so he bled to death, went down to Hell, and then the guardian of Hell, Hell. Um, basically said that Baldur can come back to life if every god cries for him. And every god cried for him, but Loki. So Baldur did not come back to life. What a surprise! Um, and so, mentioned Loki. So, what do you remember about Loki? Basically, he's just the god of mischief. That, that's all you remember? Yeah good you're not relying on marble here no 
because Loki is not Odin's son. Loki is Odin's blood brother. Remember that? That doesn't make any sense. So Loki's actually, like, basically, like shown in Marvel, they actually got this right. He's a Jontun. He is yeah. an ice giant. The only thing is that um, his trickery, his mastery, kind of like, well, Odin liked him. And so Odin decided, hey, let's become blood brothers. And so basically they both slipped their wrists and rubbed their wrists together to share blood and became blood brothers. Oh, that's what that meant. Okay. And so basically those two are brothers. Um, and Loki has an, has an interesting history. So Loki's best known for like four of his children. Yes. The first one kind of comes from the story where the wall around Asgard had to be rebuilt, so they had, a, so there was a giant who was willing to do it, and so he almost finished it in the time frame that they allotted him. And if he didn't finish it in that time, then he, then they wouldn't have to pay him. And so to, to distract him, Loki turned into a female horse. Yes, he's a guy, but he turned into a female horse and distracted the male horse who was helping the giant. And so, basically, they frolicked in the woods, and Loki became the mother of Odin's steed, the eight-legged flying horse. Yep. Something that starts with an S, but whose name I can't remember, so I'm just going to call Stanley. Um, and so... Continuing on from there, really his... So there's three monstrous children. Um, the horse, Stanley, uh, was not one of his monstrous children, but he's, you could say, biggest achievement are three monstrous children. Fenrir, Jormungandr, and Hel, who is the guardian of Helheim. Mm -hmm. And so Fenrir was the first child. He is a wolf with immense power and strength and who will eat Odin in the world once Ragnarok, the Norwegian doomsday, comes round. And so, there's this whole process that is done to try and tie up Fenrir to make sure that he doesn't destroy the world and cause chaos. And so they have to use like the string that was crafted from paradox materials. And so basically they do end up getting him all tied up, but at the expense of a certain god, Tyr. So Tyr's a god of bravery, and to show Fenrir, like, their trust, like, to make him stand still, Tyr said, I will stick my hand inside your mouth while they're tying you up. And then what ended up happening is that when he tried to get out, like, um, he basically, he bit off Tyr's hand. He's handless. Well, he has one hand. Unfortunate. But he's missing a hand due to Fenrir. So yeah, that's fun. Imagining having a stump for a hand. Was it non-dominant or? I've, I'm not sure. It was just a hand. Come on, it's a one god. Of, he can change them. his dominant hand. One of them. He can change his dominant hand. Um, and so that's Fenrir. And so he is tied up in paradox materials on an island. The next monstrous child would be Jormungandr, also known as the World Serpent. So this serpent encircles Midgard and bites down on his tail. And so when he isn't biting down on his tail, he's creating tsunamis and disasters. 
and and all all together, he's not a good guy. He's unpleasant. And he has poisonous, and he's destined during Ragnarok to kill Thor. So the final of the so the final monstrous child would be Hal, who was actually female, unlike the other two. And so she guards the gates of Hell. Simple. Uh, she's half like she looks half alive and half a corpse, like rotting, decaying flesh, and so perfect split down the middle. Mm-hmm. So you will, so the, really the saying. Get, get my good side. It's really about her. I mean, come on. You, you really want to get her good side. Because the other side is just... Just... Uh. <laughs> You're taking this way too seriously. Of course I'm taking this way too seriously. It's mythology. What do you expect? You're imagining way too much. <laughs> it's all up here and it's all that matters. So, that's Loki and Tear Covered. And so we talked a little bit about the Vanir. I want to talk a little bit more about Yggdrasil, the world tree. Because there are two very interesting creatures at the roots of the world tree and the upper branches of the world tree. So at the upper branches of the world tree, there is an eagle. I can't remember his name for the life of me, and I wish I could. Um, and so basically, he kind of wants to destroy the tree, and so what he does is he flaps his, wing, his wings, and he's breaking and destroying branch of the world tree. At the bottom of the tree, near the roots, you have Nidhogg, who's basically a giant serpent, dragging, call him what he want. He is also known as the corpse eater, and so he's destroying the tree from the roots. And both the eagle and Nidhogg are in competition to see who can destroy Yggdrasil faster. Now there's another interesting little player in this game, and his name is Ratosk. He's a Maleficent Squirrel, you could say. He's a big he's a big kitten. Big kitten? Big kitten. He's a squirrel. Yeah. That's not a kitten. He's big. It's a kid. <sighs> Continuing on. <laughs> So basically, he carries messages from the eagle to Nidhogg and back, basically, like, saying bad things and encouraging both of them to destroy the tree faster. Because some people just want to see the world burn. Like the squirrel. Yeah. Um, a few more interesting things to note. Alfheim, always sunny. There's no such thing as night there. There's always light. Forever and always. Always. <laughs> okay, I don't know what I just did there. Um, Nidavalir, uh, basically a giant cave. That's where the dwarves are. Yeah. That's why they're short. Um, sh- shall we share the story of Freya? And the four dwarves. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't care. You want to share it? I don't know it. You don't know it? I don't remember it. You don't remember it. So, Freya was wandering around Nidavellir one day when she saw what she deemed to be the the most gorgeous necklace in the world. Ah, yeah, this one. And so, she asked what the price was. And she's like, oh my gosh, this is priceless. How much is it? 
And so the dwarfs said, marry me for a day. So they got married for a day. They had a child. And so this is where we have an interesting being created. It's called a Svartalf, a dark elf. But really, in reality, it's just a taller, more handsome version of a dwarf. Yep. And so she goes back to Nivellir again. And then she finds an even... She finds an even more beautiful necklace, this time crafted by four dwarves. And so the payment, this time, is for her to marry each of the dwarves again. Well, to marry each of the dwarves for one day. And with each of them, she has another child. Thus, more Svartalfs. Yeah, no, this keeps happening every single time she goes to Nidavellir. It's, it's a legitimate problem of hers. So... Yeah, no, she she's really... You know what Freya's gotta do? She's really gotta stop impulse buying things. Stop window shopping. Stop going to Nidavellir in general. Yes, there may be nice pretty stuff there, but do you really want to marry another dwarf again for a day and have another child? Seriously. Some things aren't worth it. Some things are not worth it. But it was it was priceless. Some things are not worth it. I mean, what are you gonna do? Actually, abandon the child? Just leave it with the father? Or like? She's got a lot of children. Like leave 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 the dwarf without a mother? Like seriously, dude? What what are you doing with your life? Come on, Freya, wake up. It's time to stop having kids. It's time to stop. <laughs> Just do it. Um, I think, I think that's, the, that's mostly it. Of course, North mythology, there's, there's a lot of cool, interesting stuff there. There's a lot more stories, a lot more tales to tell. But honestly this point i think the podcast has been going on for long enough so thank you i'm sasha and i'm luke and thank you for listening to mythology and folklore with luke and sasha